<sighs> Are you suggesting that I eat more pretzels during the pod? Sure, why not? I mean, while you're at it, do you have something funny to say for the intro? Yeah. All right, all right, let's let's do it. Bazinga. Awesome. And then uh cue music. Bazinga. Buttons right there. It's week twelve. It's week, uh, well, yeah, I guess it is. And the week 11's in the books. I don't know, dude. Let's just go into it. We're saving time, man. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. This is the Getting right. Things Done podcast. Yes. We uh, are actually, I'm setting a timer right now. We are doing, we have 30 minutes to deliver the hot info uh, that we need to deliver. We've been recording right sound bites at the end of each podcast that eventually we could just turn all those sound bites into like a podcast episode. And that's what this is. None of this is new information. Yeah. Recycled I mean, sound, sound bites. To, to, to do our whole evil villain plan where we spill it out. Uh, Justin and I are actually working on some machine learning to like pair those sound bites so that uh, like an algorithm could uh, essentially create the podcast just based on the ESPN feed. And that way we don't have to do anything. But um, all you plebs are still very pleased so i mean we're looking long term do you know how hard it is for me to not get a pretzel right now get a pretzel dude that's, that's it's, all i can, all I can think about it's turkey day week um part of the reason we're doing this quick is because i mean like i don't know about you buddy but like today was my last day of work i got all next week off so i got 11 days off i'm taking a long long vacation so I, i'm kind of i'm kind of antsy i want to get down to relax you're on like senior spring uh yeah Sen- yeah pretty senior much spring yeah I think so. What about you? You got some time off? Uh, no. Oh, cool. I'm looking forward to having time off from work so I can get more work done. Awesome. Well, that sounds productive as hell. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I also figure I know people aren't traveling for Turkey Day, but you know, I don't know. I figure there's a lot of stuff going on. So, and really, there's only one thing to talk about. So we're gonna skip mailbag. We're just gonna go pretty much right into it. I do want to mention one news item because it's just dropped a couple hours ago uh the steelers ravens game which for fantasy purposes and especially in my matchup against ryan it's going to be huge postponed till sunday so that was a tricky day game uh that got postponed uh i'm glad you brought that up because i wanted to talk about the COVID thing uh because the guys at roto world have pointed this out a couple times Mm-hmm. Uh, how convenient it is for the NFL that these COVID announcements always come out on Monday and that no one ever gets diagnosed except for uh, on a Monday. And then they are able to, uh, you know, get the the clearance that they need throughout the week to be able to play by Sunday. Yeah, it's... I <laughs> just um, wanted to bring that up. It, it feels weird because I feel like there's been a ton in the last few weeks of notifications. I, I mean, like my phone's going off between Yahoo and ESPN about like so and so being put on the COVID list and and that. But yeah, all the games are going fine. Like pe- people are pointing out, like, oh, they're postponing and this hasn't happened in a while. Not only that, there's like this tweet going around of <laughs> uh, the NFL making the 49ers play with their like third string practice squad, you know, a couple weeks ago, but they'll postpone it for the Ravens and Steelers. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. Like uh, we get football, you know, so. Yeah. Um, and, and then the and other, I, mean, I mean, the other interesting thing about that, too, you know, two of their primary running backs uh, are diet positive COVID tests. Right. Not contact tracing, not anything else, not practice squad guys like we've seen in a lot of these things. Um, and they're saying that the rest of the offense is fine. Isn't yeah. that interesting that two of their yeah. primary offensive players didn't even come in contact with other members of the offense. 
Yeah. It's, how lucky, uh, how lucky for them. That's how slippery Lamar Jackson is, you know? He's he could dodge tackles and uh COVID. He just you know slips around by. I another thing I wanted to look up with this whole COVID thing, because uh I think a couple weeks ago we were talking about um Armstead, right? He went on the COVID reserve at the beginning of the season and then just yeah. never came back. Um, yeah, he's had like other complications. Like, like kept yeah, him some people were like, "Oh, well, maybe you know they just buried him because they don't need him, so they're just leaving him on the list or whatever." But yeah, it came out that he's been having complications. And I heard a, a um, I can't remember the player now because there's another practice squad player, um, somebody else who's been on the list for like three or four weeks now, and it started making me wonder. We've been kind of like laughing at these COVID things, but I was like, man, how many dudes have legitimately like just disappeared onto the COVID list? And yeah, they're like seriously fucking sick and aren't coming back. Yeah. I mean, because like think think of it this way: for every NFL player that you know the name of, um, there are what like a hundred that you don't oh, <laughs> buried yeah. on practice squads and stuff. So it's yeah, like we see you know these names popping up. Um, but yeah, a lot of the COVID announcements, you know, it's like oh, you know, players tested positive on this team, but the announcement doesn't even like say the player names or whatever. The few times it's been like somebody you know big, it, it, it's a huge news story. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely some – I mean, I'm glad – I'll say I'm glad football has survived this long. I don't see how this could have happened. <laughs> uh, maybe there's some shenanigans going on, like you said, with that Roto World story. Yeah. But, you know, enough of that. We don't, we don't give a shit. We're just no. here to talk uh, fantasy football. Get out there and play, bitch. And score hey, some as long, for me. As long as uh, Week 12 is going to happen. I say, it like, if we can get through the regular season – that's an accomplishment, you know, in itself. And then, you know, we're we're almost there. We could stumble to the finish line right now. So uh, yeah, I was um, kind of worried that. that we we kicked off this whole keeper thing, and then we ran into um, this this COVID thing. You know, uh, it would potentially either ruin the keepers that we had, or this year wouldn't provide meaningful keepers. Um, but I don't think that's been the case at all. I, I think a lot of us have guys we're excited about. A lot of us rolled into the the season with like really notable players, like we, we talk about shitty sources all the time you know a huge reason of their success is because they're keepers so i'm i'm surprised that that part of the game played out that well yeah for sure um and i, I think you know the fact that we made it so far in the season we got to the deadline and, and you know keepers are locked in and we you know it didn't really affect that aspect of the game like no matter what happens now and i mean like knocking on wood everything goes smoothly but you know at least we know that that is locked in and that we're, we're okay with that and like you said most of us i think we're feeling pretty good because there's a lot of a lot of good keepers we talked about that i think a lot last week but um have we ever had an interesting trade deadline Ooh, did like you mean our, begging people to make trades and nobody yeah does. no i feel like there's always something that's done i don't know like to me like the trade deadline's not really when you should trade it, i mean i'm i don't know i like to trade earlier in the season i want to like I want to build the team I wish I could have drafted like as soon as possible. And then towards the end, I mean, you're only trading for like desperation, right? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, as far as keepers go, you know, I'm trying to get studs. I think uh, for sure a handful of us were trying to make some, some moves happen. But when we get into the playoff odds, we can talk about some of these teams and the moves they didn't make and uh, how, you know, how it's going to look for them going into 2021. Yeah. But, um, you know, looking at last week, we had a, an interesting matchup here, our matchup of the week. Shelby uh, yeah. Wolf, Chitty Sources versus Rusty Narwhals. It ended up, uh, I, I guess, being, it, it looks close on paper. If I were to just look at this, I'd be like, wow, that was a close game. Um, but Ashley closed this one out Sunday night. 
And even though she didn't score as many points on Monday as she wanted to, it did kind of get her out of the out of the window of uh, falling victim to stat corrections again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one, it's like if you have different players playing at different times and we have a nail biter down to the line. But um, yeah, I don't know. This is definitely a win, I think, because it was exciting kind of watching, you know, I, I started to get hype about this um, during the afternoon games on Sunday and thinking like, oh, I don't have anything to, to look at for Sunday night. Whoa, look at this matchup, you know, so I, I kind of like started to hype myself up about it then. Um, so I'm going to count it as a victory. I think we picked well. Yeah, and this is another example of like you're... It, I, I think uh, a lot of us, this is what I do, is you kind of follow like that ESPN projected score at the top of the app, you know, so not yeah. the initial projection, but like the live updating one to kind of give you like a window into, you know, what's going to happen. And this is like, this game was a perfect example of how that's fucking useless, man, because at one point, Jano was projected for 150 and Ashley was down at 120 and then it swapped and then swapped back. And then things were actually looking uh, kind of ugly for Ashley for a while until, um, you know, both of her uh, Kansas City players really turned it on um, in the second half of that game and uh, caught her back up. So I don't know. This this one was uh, this one was actually pretty uh, hairy for, I think, most of the day. Yeah, um, it, pretty crazy implications that we'll get into in a bit when we talk about playoff picture. But I mean, this was like super important for. Um, both these teams, which is why we picked it, because uh, you know Ashley is the winner. I'm imagining she got a, a pretty hefty boost um, in the playoff odds, and yeah, for Jana, I mean, a, a team that maybe had a, a leg up, you know, a week or two ago on on the division, uh, second place for a while under Jim, but um, this shakes things up a lot. So it's uh, and I don't I don't have any way of like really tracking this um and I don't uh, maybe somebody else has noticed someone else making similar pickups I think Ashley picked up Christian Kirksey and started him this week and I think mm-hmm. Ashley has picked up and started more guys who have immediately scored 20 points than anybody else I know she plugged and played Jacoby Myers he scored 20 points she plugged and played Giovanni Bernardi scored 20 points Christian Kirksey and I think there were, I think there was another waiver wire pickup earlier in the season just incredible talent for finding guys to <laughs> I think I think a lot of us would be pretty happy to grab a guy off the waiver wire and get 20 points there's no better feeling I mean you know me I love I love the payoff of a, a value waiver wire pick but when you get that value immediately oh especially like the spot starts and yeah, I, those, it was those, the those times too. you roll dice the roll the dice with like a Philip Rivers and he does like five touchdowns. It's just like, dude. Yeah, had she started an average linebacker this week, she would have lost. You know, mm-hmm. the that ten points he scored over yeah. average is perfect. And you know, I I don't know where this fits into our agenda, so I'm just going to bring it up right now. Eric started Taysom Hill this week, mm-hmm. and it, we all were kind of joking about the QB thing. I don't think a lot of us had the balls to pull this off, even though some of us who are really bad at, at tight end should have just done it anyway. And uh, that got Eric the victory. You know, yeah. he like 24 points is like crazy. And uh, out of the tight end spot, uh, I don't know if Eric would have started Hayden Hurst, who scored zero. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's just it goes to show like no matter how late in the season, you know, making these these crazy pickups and plugging them in can. Uh, we talk, we used to talk about this a lot on the show. You know, what's what's the cost of one win? You know, like what yeah. would you pay for that? So um, keepers, yeah, a lot of crazy waiver wire pickups this week. For sure. And like keepers, not to harp on that for too long, uh, but like keepers make that difficult too. I find myself like not being as aggressive because I'm like, I want to, you know, I, I, I need to keep the state of my lineup and I need to keep my options there. And it's like, am I willing to drop a keeper for 
a dice roll and maybe a dice roll that is, you know, what, uh, you know, like a Miles Gaskin or somebody um, this season, you know, a good waiver wire pickup. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just haven't rolled the dice because it's, it's long term is, is keeping that away. Yeah, I don't I I don't know where everybody's head was at this week, but I'm wondering if some of the other teams should have been more aggressive in picking up Taysom Hill um to block other teams even if they weren't interested in starting him cuz I, I I just I was watching this that whole during the Saints game and I was seeing kind of Eric pull ahead cuz it was looking really bad for him for a while and now I'm wondering, you know, to like you and Ryan and stuff like, you know, what what would you do to to add an L to TGIF? Oh. Because this win for him, you know, like obviously he doesn't need the wins as much, but had he taken the loss this week, I mean, that would have had huge implications, especially because he's uh, facing off against Nablonians who just put up the top score. And so we had kind of outlined this, I think, last week, you know, that there was kind of a way for Eric not to drop out of the playoffs, but just kind of shake up the playoff schedule by him dropping these last three games. And we saw a glimpse of that. Unfortunately, we didn't get it. And, well, unfortunately for you guys. And then, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Napoleons this week. But, yeah, just little, little tiny uh, things can happen in the league to this late in the season, and it has huge, huge impacts. Well, let's let's get into it. I mean, because we're, we're about as late as, as it's going to get before this uh, playoff picture becomes pretty clear. Um, so, I mean, we got two weeks left of the regular season, week 12 and week 13, and then we start with the shenanigans. So you want how are we doing this, starting from the bottom? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Martin was outside. Uh, big props to anybody who read my playoff article last week, um, which in which I coined the term the wand window, the wando. Um, yeah, the wando. Yeah, uh, Martin was not eliminated, but he was, uh, you know, he's kind of outside the wando and wasn't really, you know, didn't really have a chance. I don't know that had he beat Eric that he would have, like, still not been eliminated but not really had a chance. Um, but, you know, he's he's officially, he's done, he's out. Um, I, it looks like he's looking to play spoiler. I mean, his team is still putting up good points. Um, uh, I, I am surprised that he didn't make a move last week. Um, we had been talking a little bit, uh, cause I, I was obviously interested in some of his studs, um, and getting some more keepers over there. But so yeah, he's, I mean, he's going to be rolling into the toilet bowl hot and heavy, man. Like his team's looking real strong as far as these, uh, these eliminated teams go. Well, hey, we don't. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, if you're you're talking about the eliminated team, I mean, it's going to take a little Martin Martin engineering, Martin engineering to get into uh, the toilet. We will bowl. not rest until every combination yeah. of two words has been merged into one yeah, on this podcast. We're do it. But either way, I mean, his team might be too good to just like coast into the toilet bowl. He's got to you know lose a couple of games. Yeah, sorry, I, I don't, I don't mean that he's definitely toilet bowl bound, but you know he'll be in the you know the loser bracket. Yeah. He's he's going to be a, a tough team. Yeah, for sure. And although, in, um, although, in the meantime, like he, oh, he is going to have that first round seed to go to the toilet bowl. Well, yeah, that's so. a skip. So you skip, you know, the first, uh, first week of the playoffs. Yeah. You don't have the opportunity to win because you win and you're record. saved. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you're talking about the spoiler aspect. Martin plays boomers this week. Uh, and then Ryan, you know, a team that really needs to go two and O to, to better his position, um, you know, in, in the playoff bracket, Martin could uh, spoil some dreams of two, you know, playoff bound teams right here. Yeah, um, absolutely. And we'll talk about surfers when we get there, but yeah, that's actually a, a pretty interesting uh, case and him having uh, Adams on the schedule isn't, um, you know, it's definitely not a layup, especially compared to some of these other teams. 
Some people ask if I have ulterior motives to having this podcast, and this is definitely one of them. Uh, Martin, I hope you're listening. And Martin, all I want you to do is beat Ryan and beat Andrew. And um, yeah, just destroy their dreams, man. As a, as a division rival, I would enjoy that very much. <laughs> all right. So looking at the next uh, team here, they uh, I got a nice comparison. We'll have stuff up on the website again this week as far as playoff odds. We'll keep doing that all the way through the end of the season. Um, but bunnies, uh, they were at a 9.6% chance. They were, uh, I had this big tier of teams that, you know, weren't, they're not eliminated, but they kind of had like an outside chance, but every team was out, you know, one game out. So they were all kind of technically in it and, uh, bunnies, uh, dude, three games in a row of 90 points. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> absolutely not going to get it done. And now, uh, still not Matt there. They're where Martin was last week, except even a little bit worse. Uh, they're not eliminated there, but they're outside the Wando. Um, I, I really just don't see this happening. Uh, especially so you're officially, I mean, this is important. We're, 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 we're defining these terms. Official rating is not even inside the Wando. It's not, yeah. The Wando, you know, you're not eliminated, and you have, you know, a one a one percent chance. Um, but you know, this is this is unheard of odds out. if uh, the the bunnies somehow pulled this off. Yeah. Well, official uh, rip to my uh, dark, darker, darkest horse. Um, it was. It lasted for a while. I got to week twelve. You know, before uh, before the horse really went down. Um, I, I mean, when, when you, you're looking at the team, though, I mean, does it make sense to you, like how this fell apart? Like, do you under? Because I mean, I, I understand he's had a lot of injuries. You know, like this has not been easy for the bunnies this season at all. Um, but uh, like, uh, this is a super serviceable roster. Like, I yeah. there's if you asked me, I would say this team is easily scoring 120 to 130 each week, and just three weeks in a row of 90 points is just baffling. Brett has had to play the waiver wire because of the injuries you talked about, and he's played it super well. I mean, uh, like really well. So yeah, it's it's a bit surprised. That's why I'm sad, man. That's why you know the dark horse. It could have it could have made it with just like uh, one fewer injuries, one more. You know, Mike Davis not falling off so much. Maybe game because um, if we're talking about if if Brett had like one or two more wins. Especially even one more win, like going into the, these last two games, you know, he would still have a pretty significant chance. So, yeah, rip. Yeah, but uh, you know, like you mentioned before, he's going to have a chance to play spoiler against. Um, you know, you were rooting against your guys. Uh, I'm rooting for Brett because he's playing the Shenanahads and the Narwhals, and uh, yeah. I would, I would love to take over in this division, least deserving team of all time. But I don't give a shit. For sure. Who we got next? So uh, this, we got Mega Shark. Um, they were just about at eleven percent. Um, they dropped down to one percent. So this isn't, you know, we're we're not talking about Martin odds or Juan odds or anything. But um, you know, I got to say, it looks pretty unlikely. Again, inside the Wando, uh, the the no, the the Wando yeah. is like sub one percent, but greater than point oh four percent, which is what Brett has. All right. <laughs> Um, we got, we got mega shark, uh, you know, a little bit under 1%. And again, it's just some of the teams you can kind of like play out, you know, how this happens in, in your mind, but it usually relies on the team, like doing really well. And, you know, Matt, 95 points, 120, 130, 140. We haven't seen like a, a good, good score since uh, week seven. And, and even that was kind of the outlier. He didn't have a, he had a, a string of like really, really bad games before that. So 
I don't know. We kind of said, you know, Mega Shark, you know, with these three explosive players, you know, there's like there's nothing that can bring him down. Um, but, you know, second half of the season, Lockett just really hasn't been there. Um, Camara, they they get Taysom Hill going. And, dude, you and I were talking so much about this, about the Taysom Hill thing, because Sean Payton has so much to prove with Taysom Hill because he's been sticking yeah, up for him forever. Ever, and so yeah. if you were if you were a rational NFL coach and your star quarterback went down, what would you do? You'd lean on your star running back because I, th- I think Alvin Kamara could literally win games by himself if he needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, what do they do? They have Taysom Hill throw it 100 times all over the fucking field to my guy, Michael Thomas. So I'm not going to complain. But um, I don't know. That was baffling. So, you know, Kamara had like one of his worst games of the season. I don't know if he's going to bounce back and they're going to, you know, recognize that they need to get Kamara the ball or if you know Sean Payton's gonna be like I told you Taysom Hill's amazing now watch him throw it 60 times yeah no dude I wouldn't be surprised if he's like I told you Taysom Hill was amazing I'm starting James Winston next week (laughs) 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 and moving on uh I don't know man like I just got the sense like the, the Saints like weren't really challenged in that game um so I don't know I'm still I'm still gonna hit on Taysom Hill a bit especially since Eric got the win (laughs) Yeah, uh, but and, yeah, and I mean, Mega Shark too. You know, just a lot, a lot of holes in the lineup, man. I mean, yeah, just that's something too many. we've been talking about kind of all year, and it's it just like not that it necessarily got you know super super bad, but it just didn't get better from that. And when you when you're leaning on those players, you know, like you mentioned, the three uh, big stars, and they don't perform, they're not you know putting up great numbers. Like that hurts more than. Yeah, it's it's really going to cap the ceiling if you can't give like a nice floor for your star players to kind of like you know yeah. leap off of, from there. So, Mega Shark, um, it's it's not looking good, but you know they're they're I guess they're still in the mix at one percent. Um, spoiler opportunity, spoiler opportunity high. Uh, Shelbyville shitty sources this week, and then you're a giant octopus in uh, week thirteen. So Matt has a chance to upset some some of the other uh, clan Phillips. Yeah. All right, so jumping over to a team who is paving their their way to the playoffs. Um, This is kind of a fun one we get to talk about. Uh, Nablonians, they were sitting at 10%. They jumped all the way to 30% with – it's funny to call it like such a, you know, like a, an upset uh, when you look at the box score or whatever, but, you know, them beating Eric is a big deal. Uh, Not Eric. Uh, uh, Ryan. Uh, The Ryan. Um, You know, they're playing – yeah, they're playing Eric this week. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's a – that is a big upset, you know. It's it definitely kind of stifles the surfers' odds a little bit. Like I said, um, gives them about a twenty percent boost. Um, things aren't looking as impossible as they were, you know, last yeah. week. And the the dream scenario that we were talking about, you know, where they run the table against surfers, TGIF, and then Puma Skulls. I mean, you're you're you know two weeks out on this when you see this crazy performance i mean the 193 145 the week before that uh you know are you kind of feeling differently about nablonians in that week 13 matchup now i i mean i've been scared of that matchup all season long because lucinda's team has just terrified me but uh, I, I can say at least this week i'm not like terrified by it because i'm terrified by my current matchup w- with ryan and that is like that's where i'm strategizing right now because i want to my my strat my thought is if i beat ryan this week i'm kind of like safe from the division um, cause Lucinda could go two and oh, I could go on two, but she can't catch me in wins. Um, but I mean, she, she made some headway on like the points total. And, and I mean, like Ryan and I are only separated by four points and then she's, you know, 25 points behind us or something. Um, 
So, I mean, there's a situation, you know, where if Ryan, she's only one game behind Ryan and that situation that could flop quickly, depending on how like the next week goes. Um, so I'm the long story. I mean, for week 13, man, I, I'm hoping for myself, it doesn't matter by that point. Cause I'm not looking forward to that matchup. I think that Lucinda is like top spoiler king queen spoiler right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the points um, and the other side of that is she's taking a pretty healthy lead on most of the teams in the misfits. Yeah. So she, you know, it's unlikely that she's going to catch up to Ashley, but you know, she's like you mentioned, she's kind of out of, you know, there's not enough weeks left for her to get division lead. So she's in essentially in competition with the whole rest of the league. A lot of those five and six seed teams are likely going to be from the misfits since we have kind of the underperforming teams. Um, and she has a huge lead on all those teams. Um, she's, you know, one win behind or tied, you know, with most of them, like with uh, shitty sources and Arles and stuff, and the one win behind a lot of the other ones. So, yeah, if she keeps beating these other teams while we and the misfits are kind of eating our own because these are a lot of like evenly, you know, uh, even matchups where we're probably, you know, I, I doubt anybody's going to go like, you know, two and oh, um, that means we're all going to kind of knock each other down while uh, Nibelonians could just, you know, leapfrog all of us with that, that high point total. For sure. And, um, you know, just to, to keep things moving on, I think one thing, the team that's just ahead, uh, Rusty Narwhals in, in that division. I mean, we talked about it with the match of the week. Um, you know, that's, if you're Jana right now, you know, who are you scared of more than Lucinda? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, looking at uh, Rusty Narwhals, they're the next one. Um, so pretty significant loss. Um, they're at 47% last week. Now they're down at uh, 34. So a pretty big jump as they kind of slide down the rankings a little bit. They're sitting kind of middle of the pack in, in points. Um, but well, I, I, I hesitate to even call it middle of the pack because as far as like these teams that we're talking about who are vying it out for these spots, you know, they're kind of at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so wins are going to be a lot, you know, wins for me and Jan are a lot more important than they are for, um, you know, Shenanah has Nibelians, well, not Nibelians, but making a lot of really terrible examples. Um, so I don't know, Rusty Narwhals, they, um, they had a decent week. Didn't come up with the, uh, the win though. Are you feeling any better about their, uh, maybe a little bit better than their odds say, or a little bit worse? Uh, definitely worse. Uh, you know, I just, it's just the mesh of the, the misfits and, you know, that you guys are looking to get two teams out of there, but Lucinda's charging. So, you know, who, like who, who knows how it'll end up. Um, it's just, I, I, not a good situation, not one that I would want to be in. So, um, so I know, to, to making like a, a statement win, I'm sorry, again, the match of the week, you add, you not only get the win, but you beat Ashley who, you know, are, we think her team's amazing. Like that, that's seven points or whatever the difference is between the match of the week scores is, is huge here. It just like totally, ah, the dream for me is gone. So one of the, you know, one thing that she can kind of look forward to though, is that, you know, she's playing me this week yes. and bunnies the week after that. So two and I, and I think the, we talked about that last week too. Teams, yeah. And I'm one of the teams kind of standing in her way. You know, she's still only one game out of first place in the division. So, you know, if she's able to win those two games, one of them's against me, that's going to knock me down, you know, and then, you know, say Jim drops uh, one game or both, you know, these things can happen pretty quickly. So I don't know. 33% is still like a pretty healthy chance of at least having uh, a chance. And I I think her schedule will allow for some kind of crazy things to happen, but we'll see. 
Well, just to give a quick context about, you know, the importance of points in these scenarios, um, you know, it, just talked about you and Jana playing, having a chance to kind of bump each other out, maybe. Uh, Jana has over 100 points on you. And then, you know, before that, we're talking about Lucinda and, and Lucinda and Jana might be at odds for that, that last playoff spot. Lucinda has 100 points on Jana. So if we're talking about tying records, um, you know, it, that's where it, it's really tight. And that's why I'm saying that the, the loss in this week in the match of the week ugh, yeah, might, I think- it might be the death blow. And I think most of us in the Misfits need to be watching Nimbleonians like you're talking about and, you know, kind of kind of rooting for the big dogs here, you know, to kind of yeah. keep her out of the picture. But we'll see. For sure. All right. So uh, after that, we have Giant Octopus. So I got the win. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty, but, you know, that's what a soft schedule will do for you. And uh, a big, big jump moving from uh, 31% to 47%. So almost a 50% chance now that... Um, uh, I'll make it into playoffs, but you know we just outlined a lot of the ways that that can go south for me. Um, this matchup against um, Jana this week is is pretty important for me um, to kind of keep you know her down because like a lot of things we just said for Jana are even more true because my my team is dead last in points. So yeah. uh, if any kind of tiebreaker situation happens with me, I'm just I'm out. I, I could easily I could finish the season you know in like eighth or something. So yeah, and th- and this is where you know you're going to get a huge swap this week with a win or a loss. And, and um, it kind of sucks because you do have, you know, week 13, you could say a, an easier matchup with a mega shark. I just have a feeling like the way things are coming out. I don't know. Like the week 12, if you don't get that win, I don't think, you know, soft matchups is going to, going to help you. Um, you're kind of, I mean, pretty much everyone maybe outside of like Jim and, and Ashley are, are in that division. Misfits are a two and O territory and that's my timer. Okay. So we're, we're at around 30 minutes, but we're going to obviously finish this up. But that's our uh, Super Mario sound. I mean, I think we're doing great. We're oh, we're doing fantastic. Already. Dude, I can't believe I'm aware of the time while we're doing a podcast. It's incredible. <laughs> this is already a victory. So I'm, I still have my fingers crossed. I, the, the way that I feel about a lot of these teams where I say they look so great on paper, I feel the most about that when I look at my team. Like I obviously, you know, my running back situation is great, but I have such a great collection of wide receivers that um, I feel like I can maybe make this happen since Kyler can, you know, take me over the top any week. It hasn't happened. Uh, you know, one, 150, I think, was my highest score of the week. So I, I, plenty of people are probably rooting for me to make playoffs so they can, you know, shit on an easy team, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. All I got to say is like when, when I won two years ago, I was winning games kind of like you just described winning this week. Like it wasn't pretty, it wasn't by a lot. I would have lost against, you know, a ton of other teams, but in the end, I mean, you get to the playoffs and then, you know, who, maybe you get that Damian Williams, you know, maybe T Higgins is your Damian Williams. Yeah. You, you got a, Ahmed on the the Dolphins, you know, yeah, who knows, dude, it, it, like once you get in the playoffs and I said this, or I quoted this earlier to you, that Billy Bean quote or whatever he said, it's like, my job is just to get people to play the team, the playoffs. And then it's like luck or fate, you know, after that, that's how yeah. I play as a fantasy manager. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. All right. So all these teams we've talked about, this is still just the bottom half of the league. So, yeah. uh, you know, we only have two weeks left and these are the teams that are, you know, really hoping for a spot, but, um, these next six teams, these are all the teams that are more, um, in line, you know, to actually go to the playoffs, uh, today. So, um, we got the boomers just about giant octopus, um, huge drop, 22%, uh, drop in the, the rankings 
from uh, 79 to 57 percent. And, you know, I I think we mentioned before, you know, that if one of these top teams is going to drop out, it was going to be the Boomers. Um, You know, they scored 92 points last week. um, uh, And their scores up until that point were actually still looking pretty good. You know, 131, 147, 133, 148. Um, You know, so they had a a nice run, but this this drop to the Puma Skulls, um, really tanked their odds. And, you know, they play Martin this week, who we mentioned might not be an easy matchup, and then TGIF to close out the season. Um, I don't know, just do you think Boobers are going to stay, or do you think they're they're on their way out right now? I mean, the record helps. The record helps a lot. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. There's so many shenanigans going on. But, yeah, I mean, it, we're talking about, like, looking at the scores and the record, you know, for Boomers across the season. Um you know, pretty. You mentioned you're still putting up good points, and generally pretty consistent, like hovering, you know, in that 130, 150 range. Uh, so many of the weeks, and that's like at one level. I mean that that is a safety net, and I think that's why boomers are, are here. Um, but that you know, the biggest week is what 148. I'm seeing a couple times like getting into high 40s, and then this yeah, you know, definitely first, no no ceiling. Yeah, but on the flip side, I mean, you know, uh, 92 points this week. This was his worst week, and you know, hadn't been below 100 points. How much? How many of us can say that? Um, so I, I still think. I mean, I still have him in the playoffs, like making it there. It's just like, what shape will his team be in there? Austin Eckler coming back, dude. You see that video? He's like doing, uh, you know, squats and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, Andrew could get healthy right at the right time. So I'm. I. I mean, I feel. I, if I was him, I'd be pretty stoked about where i'm at yeah um yeah we mentioned a lot you know how the wins are going to help and i i I keep wanting to say the same thing too you know if he makes like just you know i I don't know what the 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 clutch pickups are right now you know but if he can at least snag somebody you know to kind of shore up whatever's been going on and then yeah maybe get eckler back um i I think there's a, a good a good chance yeah Martin this week, Eric next week. So he's got both into the spectrum to close out the season. Um, but like I said, he's got the, he's got a little bit of a, a record there. I mean, one and zero. I think, I think he goes one or one and one. I mean, gets one of the win now. The two he beats Martin. I mean, yeah, and the, and the points aren't bad. You know, like yeah. Andrew, the Boomers definitely haven't been like bad. They're sitting uh, just below Narwhals, but you know, above a lot of these these other teams, and definitely above mine. And if they have, um, you know, a good run. Um, even if they don't win all those games, but they can, you know, maybe grab some points, they'll, they'll still be okay. For sure. All right. Looking at the next team here, we got shitty sources that came away with a big win. Uh, they go from 52% um, all the way up to 63. So looking at, you know, nice little jump there. How are you feeling about shitty sources potentially Please. being one of your. Um, don't like it. Don't like it one bit. Uh, one personally, I'm aiming kind of for that three seed. I'm trying to still, you know, upset. Eric for the the number one seed, but what's looking more likely is the path to the three seed, which would mean I do play in the first round against whoever's the six seed. And if I'm guessing the six seeds coming from your division. Um, and so on one hand, Ashley could, it has a really good shot to win the division. I mean, I don't think we can ask for a better week 13 matchup. That's going to matter more than Ashley versus Jim next week, um, potentially for lead of the division. Um, but whoever's not in the division lead, I mean, whoever that second team coming from Misfits is, is playing the three seed, me or, you know, Ryan sells a chance there. We'll get into that. I'd much rather not see Ashley there. Uh, I don't want to see Ashley at all in the playoffs, to be frank. Um, her team obviously scares me. 
Yeah, and she's kind of been skating by, but I still feel like, you know, she's one of the teams that definitely has like one of those really big ceilings, um, which is what you want going into the playoffs. You know, you want to see those big 160 plus point games. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think she's got a good shot right now. She, you know, she still needs to win games, um, which thankfully she was able to do this week. But, um, you know, these next two are going to be just as important. And I'll be rooting big time for her to beat the Shenanahads. <laughs> Well, she gets a, at least a little warm up uh, this week against Matt. I mean, we, we talked about Matt's team. He again has a chance to play spoiler by winning these games. You know, we're talking about them maybe as like easier matchups for these tougher teams. Um, but yeah, it uh, week twelve is going to be huge. Like it, what happens this weekend is going to be crazy for the the playoff picture, especially in your division. Yep. So jumping over to the other side of that, or still current division leader, the Shenanahads, who mm-hmm. came away with a win. Um, but their odds dropped a little bit, <laughs> just a tad, and that's Ashley. Like the the uh, yeah. his odds are dropping because Ashley won, and you know her team's a little bit scarier than you know what would happen. Yeah, even uh, him having him, you know, getting the win just kind of keeps him afloat. Yeah, uh, because I'm right there with wins, um, and then Ashley is right there, you know, one win out uh, with all those points, and then even Narwhals, you know, are still just one win behind. So. Um, keeps him afloat. He's still, you know, looking really good to to get in. Where you know these teams we're looking at right now, you know, seventy seven percent. There's a good chance we're going to be seeing Jim. And um, I don't have these odds in front of me, but I think he's obviously still like the favorite to um, to keep the division. Yeah, forty five percent chance that he's going to uh, retain division control to close out the season. So. Um, uh, I'll go back with the you know the same question I just keep asking over and over. But you know, how how are you feeling about seeing Jim potentially in the playoffs? You know, uh, Jim and I always square off. We have some great matchups. It you know he has DK, my boy, and that playing any of the Seahawks fantasy starters is always tough. Um, the thing to keep his eye, uh, to keep our eye on today, he made a pretty great pickup with James White. You know, with Rex Burkhead it out, hopefully you know he's more solidified as the pass catcher. Who knows about like the Patriots as uh, offense in general, but um, you know, yeah, give Jim this like he's been uh, adjusting to his holes like, and that's why he's been um, keeping the division lead because anytime he's had some sort of you know, weakness, tight end, you know, now running back, you know, he's been able to get someone plugged in there. I feel like I'm making a bunch of like sexual innuendos. <laughs> Um, not only that, Jim and I are also, I know you guys love hearing about my work league. Jim and I are, are, uh, quarterback bros. Uh, he doesn't know this, but, um, I have the same pair of quarterbacks in my work league. I have Deshaun Watson and then I picked up Justin Herbert and now it's a battle. Cause like, they're just like one up in each other every other week. You know, who do you Which play? Is a very, this is a historic, like Jim problem to have exactly. this is yeah. two high ranking quarterbacks and you don't know which one to start. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I love Jim's team. I mean, I'll say this to the moon. Like I love the idea of you have these four stud value wide receivers, whether it's keeper or draft or whatever. And then, I'm, I'm realizing now that Jim has the team that I think that I have like a very good wide receiver core. He has, um, you know, he has a, a, a really good RB one, which I don't necessarily have. And then a kind of a black hole at the RB two and, and a really strong quarterback and yeah. potentially a black hole at tight end too. I don't, I don't know what he's going to do with Logan Thomas and Dalton Schultz, but probably, probably not great things. And he's got our boy Roquan, the number two linebacker. Yeah, uh, man. Our yeah, Jim, Jim's team looks good. Maybe not as explosive as some of the other teams, but um, you know, there, there is something to say about uh, consistency 
And, yeah. uh, you know, if he's just ch- chugging along, scoring 150 every week, and he catches one of those other teams who not even necessarily having a down week, but, you know, not having a boom week, which we've seen some of the top teams, especially like TGIF, are super volatile. Um, you know, he could easily get the win. Yeah. I mean, we did point out that, you know, just like Andrew's team, uh, Shanahan's are very consistent, um, you know, staying within the same range. We really haven't had that big, like, boom week. 160 is the top score, but he's gotten near there twice, 159 another week. So, um, Maybe we, we it just could be that we haven't seen the boom yeah. and it's coming right at the, the right time. Yep. All right. Well, let's move one more spot up. And, um, you know, as far as decreases go, it's not as big as some of the other ones, but it's going to feel a lot bigger and it's going to start to paint the picture of even a scenario where they get eliminated. <laughs> but the uh, the butthole surfers. Um, you know, we talked about the upset against Napoleons. They moved from uh, 97% down to 90%. So they're obviously like still a strong, strong contender to, um, make the playoffs. But, um, you know, there's two wins behind the Puma skulls. They took the point lead, which you pointed out earlier, which is super, super interesting. I didn't realize how tight the point lead was, um, with some of those teams and that's going to help a lot. So, this is kind of one of those scenarios where he is going to be hoping for um, a lot of, uh, you know, he's going to be hoping to go two and zero over the next couple of weeks, um, but also potentially, you know, really hoping for for points um, to stay ahead of that group to at least get good seating, um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, six and five. We have a lot of six and five teams right now. And, you know, surfers are third in points. This isn't necessarily something. This is just kind of fun. The same way we talk about the teams having a 10% chance to make it because it's fun. Um, there's a 10% chance that the surfers, you know, just lose the next two games. Um, everybody, all the other six and five teams uh, win their games and, you know, they're eliminated. So it could be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's I, I think Ryan's team is stronger definitely like if you look at the roster and and you can see this in the points if you look at the points scored over the season like again a consistent team but that raising that average up into you know like the 140s 150s excuse me um so week 13 for ryan is adams and again that's not guaranteed when we talked about adams playing the spoiler and adams looking good right now to potentially do that um and then you know me versus uh butthole surface which it to me is like a monumental matchup um and it must be for ryan too because if ryan can can beat me he gives another avenue kind of out of this tangle of playoff teams that we have because like, right now i'm a little bit separated right that and he needs to beat me to 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 surpass me and that's a chance right he could get the number three seed correct uh yeah let me jump back over here i think there's still uh path towards that yeah he uh, uh, an outside chance. It's it's less than one percent, but it's definitely something that's still on the table. Uh, no, less than one percent for the the one seed. So it's planning Eric, but I mean he's got sixteen percent chance, you know, to battle me for that 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 uh, three seed. I'm at the three you know, seed. Yes, yeah. So that that's why I mean, like, so you know, this week is like is huge for him. He can't, you know, can't say that that Martin in week thirteen is going to be a free win at this point. But, uh, I mean, you were talking about how do I feel about playing Ryan or playing uh, Lucinda in week 13. You got to, like, me and Ryan, I think, are looking at this matchup and saying, like, nothing else matters because this is going to, like, whoever loses is going to, their their whole structure kind of gets, it becomes question marks. And whoever wins, like, has a better chance to, I don't know, maybe, maybe play the, the softies of the misfits for round one. 
Yeah, and that's something that I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about because I'm one of the teams just trying to limp into playoffs. But yeah, if you're in your position or Ryan's position, yeah, seeding is going to be incredibly important because regardless of who it is, it's likely that the number six uh, seed is going to be, you know, probably a pretty weak team. Um, I'm looking at the favorites for the six seed right now, and it's the Boomers, it's Giant Octopus, um, you know, Rusty Narwhals. Definitely not, you know, the same tier team as, as some of these other ones that we're looking at. Yeah, so um i don't know i again like if you're looking at the holistic view if you're ryan you're feeling good i mean you're probably making it you mentioned those long odds to not make it so you're not comfortable yet but at this point in the season that's a good place to be in um i mean really the only better place to be in is our last two teams which is me and eric uh we're we're both at 100 percent confirmed now right yeah, you guys are both locked, but um, you know, like I mentioned uh, it, when we were talking earlier this week, is your odds actually dropped a little bit to get that number one seed, though, since Eric yeah. was able to get the win over Adams. We mentioned that win being so important, and that's one of the reasons why is like y- you can do everything that you need to do with your team, but you also need you know other things to happen outside the league, you know, for these things to happen, right? And that, that's kind of what happened to you. You got the win, but you know, so did Eric, and so those, those odds dropped a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting looking at, and I mean, I'm looking at the chart that you sent me a couple hours ago um, that really shows all the numbers and the different the different seeds. So um, we, we briefly mentioned that, you know, butthole surfers still have a under a 1% chance to get the, the number one seed. It's a 0.64% chance to get the number one seed. Uh, Eric's chance of getting the four seed, so like dropping all the way down to four is that same number. And so when you look at these charts, it's kind of interesting because that must correlate in some way. Like the only Ryan's chance at one seed is like getting to that victory point. And that means that Eric goes down to the four seed, um, which would be a crazy turn of events. Uh, just a little interesting point. I think like, look at this chart that I, I don't know. Is this, these are the kind of revelations you get all the time as a math nerd. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. I, I think another interesting thing, too, is, you know, realizing that, you know, with the point uh, or with the win totals you guys have alongside your really good point total, you know, you and Eric are really just looking at one, three and four. And that's it. You know, you, there's no there's no chances you guys dropping any lower than that. Um, so uh, but it's it's great for the rest of the league, though, that you guys are still, you know, kind of in this battle because I mean, you guys both have to continue to play through the rest of the season. You know, like these games are just as important as all the ones that came before it. Even though you're locked for the playoffs, even though you're locked for a top three spot in the playoffs, um, you know, you guys both really, really want that number one seed. And then if, if you know, if you're not getting that, the three seed might be just, a, well, not just as important, but the next best thing. The three seed is kind of what, like, realistically you got to aim for. But um, I'm open to dethrone the the king. I want that one seed. Uh, but again, tw- like this week is all that matters to me because no matter what happens this this week, it's going to tell me like you know if I, if I lose and Eric wins and I, that I mean dreams of one seed are over right there. So yeah, and um, it, let's just look at the schedule real quick here. You know, you're playing Surfers and Ablonians, uh, You know that we mentioned this is going to be a pretty tough run for you. And then um, Eric is playing the Nablonians, who are going to be a tough matchup. Uh, but he gets to play the Boomers week thirteen. Um, so Eric might have a little bit easier path to uh, keeping that top spot. But, um, you know, if you're able to to kind of run the table with the points, you know, it may not matter. And and yeah. Eric is definitely like he's been stumbling a little bit, you know. he's He's been coming away with the wins, but 136, 88 points, you know, a couple of weeks ago. That was ugly. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it'll, it'll be uh, definitely interesting to see how everything shakes up and, 
next week, uh, I think uh, we might even have a shorter podcast because it's uh, things are going to be locked up. We might only be talking about like two or three teams at that point. What I look forward to next week is putting together my crazy um, flow chart, you know, of like all the different thing, all the different playoff scenarios that could potentially happen. That's like one of my favorite posts to make every year. So forgot about that. Yeah, awesome. And there's been seasons where I'm making those this week because it's a lot more cut and dry. But I mean, we we only have one team that's actually eliminated. And then when you jump over to Misfits division, I mean, how do you begin to speculate on what's going to happen? when you have four teams that are all within, you know, one game of each other. And a lot of them are pretty similar in points. So it's a mess. Yeah. To uh, bring a Thanksgiving metaphor into it, you guys are definitely mashed potatoes. Wow. You just are all just conglomerated into one general idea. And somebody's going to get on the fork and get to the playoffs and then get eaten. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, um, let's, let's jump over here. We were talking about the, um, you know, all the implications and there are a handful of really good matchups. Um, I, I'm obviously very invested in my matchup versus Jana. I think that's going to have a lot of um, implications as far as our odds. Um, we also have TGIF versus Nablonians, which is shaping to uh, potentially be an upset. Um, but for the matchup of the week, we got to go with the top dogs here. Uh, two of our top three scoring teams. And uh, just looking really, really strong. These are two of the top four. Can't four, forget about yeah. it, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Surfers versus Puma Skulls. How are you feeling uh, about I, this one? Well, I want to address, I've heard that there might be feedback that we got too many butthole surfers in the match of the week. Probably guilty of that maybe early on. We could have, like, we, we should probably change it up more. When, I, I blame like, the rest of the league because everyone was uh, putting the surfers at, like, rank 10 at the beginning of the season, like his team was terrible for some reason when it wasn't. Yeah, so so it, we, we kept picking them as the scrappy underdog. They created, yeah, they created an underdog narrative that we we were forced to follow. And now we're almost at the playoffs. We now have a playoff narrative that we have to follow. So um, I will say, like Justin said, you know, lots of interesting matchups uh, that you mentioned, but also like some spoiler matchups, if spoilers are your thing. I mean... Dude, Adams does his spoiler campaign start right now with Boomers and start you know wrecking Andrew's dream. Uh, Mega Shark could upset Ashley, and that could have huge implications if if Matt can pull off the the upset. Yeah, I mean, all the matchups are good all the time. Bunnies could upset Shenanigans, and you know suddenly Jim isn't in the lead of the division anymore. I love it. I would love yeah. to finish. Just the, if it wasn't my team, I might still be rooting for it anyway because it'd be so funny. The worst team in the league securing a, a division spot that'd be pretty that'd be pretty it would that'd be, that'd be a very wan thing to happen why can't some wan luck happen to me yeah it would it would be historic uh it would be like the seahawks going to the playoffs when they were seven and nine um, it happens yeah see happens all the time in the nfl yeah. all right so jumping over um looking at the matchup of the week here um i have you guys at 50 50 so i'm gonna have to figure out what i do when i write my matchup of the week article um, you know, Ryan is a little bit favored, um, when it comes to running backs. Um, well, sorry, he's a lot favored when it comes to running backs, uh, because he has Dalvin cook and only one team gets to have Dalvin cook. Um, but you know, you've got uh, a couple edge on him in a couple other areas. Uh, you know, quarterback, Josh Allen's been killing it and a slight wide receiver edge. Um, you know, do you have any strong feelings about this game about like what the, you know, where the pivotal keys are going to come from or anything like that? You know, it's uh, for me. It comes down to, um, you know, th- there's a few question marks 
about how bold I do I want to be? Do I want to play the floor? Do I want to aim for the ceiling? My gut tells me to do the floor. Like, you know, let's let's attempt for a high average and um and do that. But uh, you know, there's there's definitely some question marks. So I don't know how risky I should play it if I want to go big or go home. Um, I will say, yeah, like you, I did uh, get a peek of our uh, ESPN projections before Ryan had a chance to totally, you know, de-roster his guys or swap out all the backups. Um, and it did have him like three points ahead of where I'm at. Fancy Pros has us at like less, like 0.3 points apart. So, I mean, everyone pretty much has us matched up. So it's going to come down to it. I mean, like, I think we probably both have decisions to make in, in those like flex spots and um yeah, whoever makes the best spy, it's like this is where the strategy comes in. Like, is Ryan going to play it safe? He's going to go big or go home? Because if he goes big, maybe playing the floor is like the better play, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the the timing of the matchup here. Uh, the Baltimore game getting rescheduled is definitely going to make it a lot more or a lot less interesting. Um, we'll get to see Brandon Cooks. We're going to miss out on uh, probably three or four other players. Um. And then I'm checking who's who's our Monday player. Do you have a Monday player? So sorry. Uh, I mean, getting rescheduled. I mean, it's just happening on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I want to scare the whole league into thinking that's never going to happen. Yeah. No. Sorry. I mean, it's just not happening on Turkey Day, and that was going to have. I mean, talk about ruining Thanksgiving or potentially it being awesome. I mean, Ryan and I maybe dodged a bullet there, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, Jamal Adams is playing on Monday, huh? How are you feeling about your boy Jamal Adams? Kind of been a, a disappointment. I guess it's, it was just the last week. Uh, it, this is what I'm talking about. I mean, weeks. playing a safety like that um, is kind of the, you know, are you are you playing the ceiling game or are you playing the floor game? If you're playing the floor game, I'm going to slot in a linebacker, which is why I had them. I don't anymore. So uh, if, I got, if, if I'm going to go that route, maybe I pick up a linebacker this week. Um, Micah Kaiser, <laughs> who I just traded to Ashley, is on the waiver wire. Might go pick him up again. Um, so that's going to play into it. If I if if you see Jamal Adams out there, it's it maybe that, that I'm trying to play the uh, the boom game against Ryan. So we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, I think IDP is going to be something to watch because um, it's an area that that Ryan's traditionally done really well in. And then you guys both kind of have a uh, like a tight end you know, situation going on. Are you feeling good about uh, Joni Smith this week? I, if he gets a touchdown, that's all I need. Um, <laughs> but not really. Uh, he, he, the only score he got uh, two weeks ago when they played the Colts was that rush, that one yard rush, which was awesome. It was like a sweep. Dude, I'm not going to, you don't want to bank on a tight end sweep. That's, that's fucking not happening. Um, but I mean, the story with Johnny so far, even in these tough matchups, like, they look at him in the end zone. I just need a few of those like red zone targets, you know, good play call. And they like to play it. They like to call his number. So he gets a touchdown. No matter what happens after that, I'm happy. And I'm sure, you know, on the opposite side, um, the aisle, uh, Austin Hooper at Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland for the first time in like three weeks is going to play it without rain. Um, they've had bad weather for three weeks and, and Austin Hooper is like super good matchup. So, um, but I'm sure Ryan's feeling the same. You know, you, you're looking for a touchdown with this. If you don't have Kelsey or top guys, you you just touchdown and whatever extra you can get me. That's all I need. Yeah. So I just saw Devonte Adams is playing in the Sunday night game. So that should be pretty fun. That'll probably be one of the areas where Ryan's looking to get a, uh, you know, hopefully 
either catch up or get a lead at that point. But yeah, I don't know. I think this this game's going to be good. I have both teams projected for about 150 points, um, but you know, shows ceilings as high as 200, which you know we haven't really seen a lot of this season. So um, that'd be awesome, dude. If if both Ryan and I went to 200. I think we'd both like really like that, no matter how it came out. You know, if you go to 200, like, and, and you lose a tough matchup like this, I mean, definitely sucks, but at least you're a part of like an epic. You know, that's something I'm going to have to look up now is what the highest combined total yeah. game is. But like late in the season, we could even like weigh in like playoff implications and all that kind of stuff. Even, even better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I got for the, the matchup of the week. Cool. Um, and yeah, our no, I, thirty minute podcast. It looks like it's going to clock in about sixty minutes. Oh man, perfect. This is so us. But you know, whatever. We tried. Um, but yeah, no, we're going to wrap it up because man, we got we got food to eat and and stuff to do. Uh, any final words uh, for the league now that the trade deadline has passed? We didn't talk about that. Uh, no. You know, I'm going to put some more stuff on the. I'm going to do another playoff article. I will get matchup of the week up this week. Sorry, I didn't get it done last week. Um, and then, you know, maybe we'll start some, get some rules discussions going on on the website as well. Maybe we can start penciling up some stuff and just write a little draft of things that we might want to change for next season just to kind of get that, those talks gone. But yeah. Perfect. That's it. Well, uh, be active in chat. Uh, Justin will have some stuff on the website, comment on the website. It's old school and we'd love to see it. Um, but until then, good luck in everyone's matchup. Good luck, Ryan. It's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, we'll see you guys after week 12 when the playoff picture is crystal clear. So long. See ya. Bazinga.